say I've lived a couple lives because yeah. I, you know, I went from hairdresser to the army to stay at home mom to now crochet content creator, market seller. Welcome on the Crochet Podcast, the podcast to learn everything about your favorite crochet creators. Today, I'm so happy to share a discussion with Leah, also known as Cozy Crafts. We will talk about her super interesting background and what led her to become a crochet creator. We will also discuss her social media strategy and the way she organizes her business for vendors markets. If you are listening to the podcast on Spotify, you can also watch the full interview and look at the pictures on YouTube. The link is in the description. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for being my guest today. People also know you from Cozy Craft, but they don't know the real Leah. So can you please introduce uh, yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Leah. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I call myself a stay-at-home mom turned small business owner type deal. Still doesn't feel normal, but I mean that's your we're here. <laughs> we're having fun. Yes. But yes. Can you tell me more a little bit about your crochet business? What do you do? What type of content do you focus on? And you know how everything is running. Yes. So I am Leah behind Koozie Crafts. Um, a lot of people don't realize, but my last name is actually Koozius, which is where the koozie comes from. Okay. A lot of people think a lot of people think it's like cozy or something like that, but it's koozie because my last name's Koozius. I wanted to ask you. So, I was wondering. Yeah, <laughs> I figured that would come up sometime. I was going to bring you. it up first. Yes. So I essentially started selling on Etsy doing pumpkins, which is really okay. funny that we're talking at this time of the year. Yes. Because I, I hate making pumpkins now. I won't do it. You got I tired. will not. Just because I made so many of them. I was doing the mass making. I made like probably about 100 pumpkins. And I was like, I just hate doing this. <laughs> so I shifted my business model to be more make what I love, hope that others love it okay. kind of deal. And I ended up dipping my toes in obviously content creation. So I would say I'm about 50-50 making to sell and then 50 50 content creation okay do do you sell so uh, patterns as well i i want i always say i want to i have a couple that i i tried to make and start and they just they just didn't feel like me okay. so i i slipped away from pattern design and just kind of am more of like here's what i'm making make this with me just let's have fun and play with yarn together kind of thing that's very excited because i've been talking to a lot of people that make pattern but it's the first time yeah. I, I have someone on the podcast that makes uh, that actually sells our creation so i'm very excited to yes. talk about that so yeah. right now you're not making pumpkins right <laughs> no more no <laughs> only if they're like fun and cute like uh mom stitchetti just dropped her cat in a pumpkin pattern okay. so i've been doing those just because they're cute and it's not just a pumpkin and it's kind you, of thing. Your style. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So you sell on Etsy mostly, or no? So I dropped Etsy after my first couple months stint okay. of selling the pumpkins because I was like, you know what? I'm bringing all my customers here, and everybody notoriously knows about the Etsy fees. <laughs> and I was just like, why am I giving Etsy one hundred fifty dollars? Yeah. For all of these customers that I brought here myself. Yes. So. 
I kind of just, I have a small website that I built for free. I don't have a domain or anything like that, but it works for me. Okay. It's, it's cost effective and it's, it's through Square. So oh, I just yes. have a free little website, but I do tend to focus primarily on in-person markets. Yes. It's because it's, I feel like it gets really, I'm a chaotic mess. <laughs> My craft room, if you, if you see the, no, the not so, so pretty organized. part. That's that's a that's a show. That's a front. <laughs> that's the pretty part everybody else gets to see. But what you don't see is the chaos. Yeah. And I don't I don't have room to pack things and like make cute packing videos. So it's always really hard to like do the online sales thing. Yeah. But that's like my one year goal of like I'm trying to improve on like my online selling presence, but I usually do in-person markets. Okay. Knock it all out one day a month and then just have fun the rest of the month kind of thing. I see, I see. I think we can all be honest with our listeners and say we are all messy. Like, I think it's a yes. part of being a, <laughs> an artist, you know, it's always yeah. chaos. Yeah, you see the, the what background? We show you, what we show you is the pretty part. We don't show you we, the not so pretty We don't pretty see part. the ground, you know? Yeah. I was telling someone the other day, I... I Someone had asked me because I made my big video of like, oh, I brought $5,000 of inventory to a market. And somebody asked me, where do you put it all? And I'm like, I can't walk in the floor on here. I can't see the it's floor. Everywhere. <laughs> it's always, always everywhere. I love how uh, I went to your, uh, to your TikTok and I love how you are always honest with numbers and stuff. I really, I really like that. So can you tell me a little bit more about your content on TikTok? Because I know you are very active. You do lives as well. Can you tell me mm -hmm. more about that? Um, so it started as like, I just want to hang out with others, which is why I started going live. So yes. it's kind of like a, hey, grab your project. Let's just sit here and kind of just chit chat and listen to some fun music and get some stuff done. Because mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of like the body doubling idea. What where is like that? if someone's, so when someone's doing something in front of you, it kind of encourages you to do the same oh. thing, like a, like a motivational thing. I see. I see. That's a good so, idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I always have, I have a good amount of people in my, in my lives, but a lot of people aren't talking because I know that they're working alongside with me. Okay. So it's just, it's, a, I like, I like to have that fun community-ness of just let's all hang out. Let's get some stuff done. It doesn't have to be pressure filled, but I really started TikTok. I didn't want to have a TikTok. Okay. I didn't because I'm, if anybody has followed me for a while they know I'm very anti-trend okay like I I don't like making bees I don't like making cows like I don't like making pumpkins as we just were talking about and I didn't want to have a TikTok because everybody was like oh when did I join TikTok I think like 2021 I've really only been on TikTok for two years okay and my husband was like my husband had it first and he was like I don't know you should get on here you should do this and I'm like after about a year of him bugging me, I was like, fine, fine. And I just started and I just started posting my stuff from Instagram. And I ended up with a thousand followers in the first week. And I was like, hey, this could be fun. Yes, yes. And it's just kind of evolved from that. And I, I just like to have a lot of crochet with me videos and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I really hate the pressure of marketing yourself online. 
So I'd rather just show up as myself yes. and like, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I did this week kind of thing. You are for sure very yourself on your TikTok. We can see that. I, yeah. And I think that's why people follow you, you know. The, would you would you say that um, it's easy, easier to grow on TikTok than on Instagram? How, how do you feel about that? I think there's seasons of growth on both apps. Mm -hmm. I, for a while, was getting a lot of traction just because I think I got a lucky, oh, you're a new user kind of boost. Okay. But it, all the algorithms behind all these apps are changing constantly. And I'm sure you know, like some weeks are like, oh, this is awesome. And the yes. next week's like, what did I do is, that, is anybody here? Yeah. yeah. But um, TikTok was a fast growth for me for a long time. And then I think... Instagram followed because I started getting more comfortable with content creation. Yeah. I wasn't finding my niche for a long time on Instagram. You know, I was stuck in the really low level number of followers. I had a nice community of people, but it wasn't like, I wasn't reaching new people. I wasn't finding my niche, yes. I guess, because I started crochet with garments. I started oh. as a garment tester, okay. which a lot of people are like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I, I loved garments. I, I tested for a lot of people doing garments and then I just kind of slowly found my niche. And then I think from there, you kind of find your people I see. and you just keep finding more people. Yes, you grow little by little. When, when was yeah. it? When did you start testing for people? So I always claim COVID, COVID was the start of my crochet yeah. situation. I, I called it my COVID hobby. So probably about 2020, I'm I see. really, I'm really kind of younger in the crochet community as far as like how long I've been crocheting, uh -huh. but it's been a fun road all the way up, I guess. <laughs> And can you tell me a little bit more about your background? What did you do before uh, crocheting? Like full time, because the, you do that full time, right? Right now. I'm attempting full time. Yes. You know, I'm a, I'm a mom first, of but course, at the end yes. of the day. I think I, I eventually do want to jump into this and say, oh, yes, I can crochet full time and make it make sense for our family and financials. I see you every day uh, on live. So for me, it's like <laughs> she's full time. <laughs> I, I would call it full time. Yeah. It takes the full time, but it's it's in bits and pieces throughout the day is kind of how that works. Well, that's the advantage of it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but starting just like my background, I actually was a hairdresser first and foremost. So I always... That's why your hair are so good all the time. <laughs> Thank you. I, I like my creativity through my hair just as much as I do through oh, my arts and crafts. That explains so a that's, lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's kind of why I'm my hair color is changing just as much as my projects are changing all the that. time. But I did that for like a year and a half and I was like, you know, I love this, but it just didn't felt feel like me. I was kind of stuck in a relationship in my small hometown kind of thing. And then I was like, I'm going to join the army. Okay. And then I went and I joined the army oh, for wow. two and a half years. So okay. I, I'm an army veteran wow. at this point. Um, and then I met my husband there and we got married you know, I had yeah. my son and then I was like, you know, the army really just isn't for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I got out and then I'm a stay at home mom with a toddler who sleeps a good chunk okay. of time. So, you know, uh, what is your baby? baby? He's two and a half. Um, he's still a baby. So, 
<laughs> he is a little. He's little, but he's a bit. He's big. So <laughs> it's if you if you I try to keep him off of social media, but yes. if anybody ever sees pictures of him, he is about half my size. Which <laughs> he's a big boy. Always, I know it blows my mind. But um, I he slept a lot when he was a little little baby, so I got a lot of time, and I was like, I feel like I want my creativity back and. I knew how to knit when I was a kid. My great grandma taught me and I could never figure out more than just like squares and hats and stuff like that. So I picked up crochet and I just kind of kept running with it. Wow, that's good. So now you 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 found your balance that you didn't have before in previous job. Now you can really do you feel like fulfilled? Like, do you feel happy? Yeah. I do. And I've actually had a lot of like coming to realization with that because I've, I call myself a really sporadic maker and I feel a very, I feel like I'm a very sporadic person. I always say I've lived a couple lives because I, you know, I went from hairdresser to the army to stay at home mom to now crochet content creator, market seller. And it, I always get nervous because after two years, I always feel like I'm about to jump ship and then go find something else to do but I've really found it here okay in crochet and I just I think this is the I think this is the place to be for me and even if you shift later you know like it's okay it's part of the process so as long as it makes you happy you know you have to do it yeah that's kind of why I I aimed to call myself koozie crafts in the beginning I was calling myself koozie crochets okay and I was like, I feel like I need to keep it a little more open-ended just in case I do, you know, decide to do something else. Just because you know yourself. So you're like, let's Exactly. <laughs> no, I think, that, I think that's great because we never know, you know, like at one point you may be like, okay, well, maybe I can try something else, you know, like, yeah. well, I think that's amazing. And you say you are very happy doing that. Like, if there is stuff you dislike, about your job um the background like the background behind everything like okay. the scheduling of the posts the the packing of the orders the the inventory oh. inventory is a nightmare yes. <laughs> just like all the all the number games like okay. at the end of the day I just want to be here crocheting and making this stuff I get it that- and I think any any other business owner will agree with me. Like nobody wants to sit at the computer and punch all the numbers <laughs> in all day. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Thing. And you you wondering, how did you end up doing that? You know. Yeah. You're like, why I am counting that right now? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to count for the rest of my life. But here we are counting our rows and stitches every day. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. That's why you enjoy doing lives just because you are like crocheting and stuff. Yeah, it feels like I'm just hanging out at a coffee shop with some friends and I love that. Yeah, that that's cool. That's cool. And so you, how many times a month do you do a, a market? Um, so I'm I'm still kind of navigating that because with um being in the army, so my husband is still in the army, so we're okay. kind of on a situation where we don't know if we're going to be here for a long time. Okay. And we had just moved to the area last year. So I'm still kind of navigating like what's available for of me to course, go do yeah. here. Um, but I think at the end of the day, my goal is one market a month, but okay. I do a lot of research into my markets to make sure it's kind of a high value market. 
-hmm. so I can kind of get all of the prep out of the way for the month. I don't feel too overstressed about, oh, excuse me. It's okay. I don't, I don't feel overstressed about making so much in a small amount of time. Like I see a lot of, a lot of different people do like back-to-back weekend markets and I'm like, yeah. that's like a I factory. personally. Yeah. Yes. I, and I'm, as you know, I'm a very make what I want kind of person. So yeah. it takes time to build up stock like that in a, in a wide range of price points. So yes. I do about one a month is my comfort level, I think. And you, and you say you are looking for high quality markets. Uh, can you tell me more about that? Like what do you <laughs> qualify a high quality market and how do you find it? Yes. So finding them is really just like finding anything else. I will really just go on Google and just be like vendor events near me. Mm -hmm. Um, Depending on your depending on your area, there's vendor groups on Facebook. Like there's a Maryland area vendor group that I'm in sometimes, which there's been a lot of scams in there lately, as oh, there are anyways. But, okay. Which is that's a thing. Like people will scam you for events. So they and they sign show, you up, you have to pay for something or something. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It's good you say it yeah. like for people that listen, you know, just in case. Yeah. It's, it's, it's newer. I've, I've noticed it's, it's up and coming. It's one of those up and coming things, unfortunately. Okay. Everybody wants That's to scam sad. us of our money. But, um, as far as a high quality market, I look for, um, the market or the event coordinators online presence okay. and like their social media accounts. Are they advertising? And then on the flip side of that, are they expecting vendors to advertise too? Mm -hmm. Which I think is kind of a, given a get situation like I think anybody who's a good like event organizer will obviously expect a little bit of advertising from the person okay you know and obviously like myself I know that I have local followers so obviously I would want to promote but I feel like there's a balance where if the event is like oh you need to post three times a week or this oh. or that like that's a red flag for me so he's like because you that tells influencer or something for exactly the... like Okay. For the events. Okay. That, that kind of gives me a red flag only because that tells me that they themselves as an event don't have the backing. So like you don't know yeah. that that event is really going to like, can they pull the, the numbers of people at that event? Yes. And you are already paying money to enter the market. Exactly. So it's like, right. Why do I have to do more? You know? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's, That's, that's one thing I like to think about just to, you know, there's a happy balance there, like there is for anything, but that gives me some flags sometimes. Yes. <laughs> um, and then just kind of like word of mouth, like at events, I, I like to talk to other vendors and ask them like, you know, even if they're not a similar vendor to me, like, oh, hey, like what's in the area? What does well for you? That kind of thing. I think word of mouth is still one of the best things hands down even though we're in like the age of technology yes no, like right. you will never get better advice from a person who's standing there doing the same thing that you're doing yes um and then what else there was one more i wanted to touch on the fees my train like, my train left this day Fee okay. yeah fees are fees are big to um pay to that paid events so I like to stay away from paid events unless it's a very like prestigious event mm -hmm. 
where like like a fair like a state fair or something like that obviously they're gonna have a you know an entrance fee but smaller events that have like admission fees oh is that the so the consumer has to pay to get in the market yes right? I, i think if the fee is too high it can dis it it can be a little persuasive mm-hmm. because Obviously, you know that they have the money to get in, but that but does that mean they have the money to spend yes. elsewhere? Yes. But also, I like to be a little more lighthearted with markets. I think it's about the connections. Obviously, the money helps me keep going, but at the end of the day, like I love the experience of seeing people's faces when they see something they yeah. love and stuff like that. So it's it's hard to pick a market, but I think it's important to just do your research mostly maybe the first year and then do you feel like redoing the same markets every year if it went well um if it goes well i i would say i usually come back um the one that i had just done this past weekend i had done it last year and i did really well and then i came back full force this year and then you know same success and it was really fun to see you know the same coordinators over again everyone's really excited to see you again yeah. and it it feels more welcoming and it just it, it's more fun you know when you know people yeah. there and it's just a, it's just a good time feel more comfortable <laughs> yeah absolutely it felt and, a lot easier okay what do you think Uh, if someone is listening, wants to do their first market, like me, for example, I never did a market. What what will be the the starter pack? Like, what do you need in terms of, you know, like um, like tables and stuff? What mm-hmm. what do you need for your first market? That is a huge question. <laughs> um, so obviously, there's there's stuff required. You know, a lot of people. You don't need a tent. Okay. But I obviously you want to rec- I recommend a tent just because you never know what the weather is going to do. So the startup coming in seems scary and large, but some events you can rent tables, some events you can rent tents. So it's obviously going to be dependent on your event. Okay. But tents, tables, and then you have to think about how you want to display your items. Oh, the so I always say. Exactly. So I always, I always say, once you get your tables, practice your setup in your backyard, in your garage, in your basement, wherever you have some space. Okay. And just think about how you want things to look. Think about how you want to see things, how you want to present yourself and your items as a business. Okay. And then think of, in terms of inventory, think about what you need to make to fill that space. Because I constantly am getting questions. How much do I make monetary, you know, like how much do I make monetary wise? How much do I make item amount wise? And I don't really think there's an answer for that. I think it really depends on what you make as a person and then how you want to display things. Of course. I, I like to bring a lot, but that's only because I, I'm kind of a one-off maker. I don't like to do a lot of duplicate items. So I'm kind of a, you know, one of a kind type show, you know, keep people coming back because, oh, what is she going to have this time kind of thing, which is a little bit different than, you know, a lot of the people that I see doing markets that have a lot of, like they have six or seven of the same item and a very small 
like range of variety. Okay. Which don't get me wrong. We all know that bees and cows and, you know, dinos sell, but that's just not, that's not my direction. But you are selling well other stuff, right? Like it doesn't have to be bees. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I, my price range is from $8 to $500. Okay. And then I heavy prep between like 10 and 35 dollars is kind of my comfort range because mm-hmm. I find that my average sale is around 40 dollars okay. 30 to 40 dollars is kind of the average but I also go into things like markets with a mentality of you don't know what people want to spend and you don't know what anybody's looking for yeah and I would hate to place that judgment upon other people because you know like I especially as other artists I feel like we can value others work just as you know once yes. we get comfortable and confident in ourselves to value our of own course, work we yeah. get a sense of like yes I'm absolutely willing to spend the hundred dollars on this really special handmade item I think item. you know even more as, as an artist you're like yes I know how much time she put you know yeah exactly and I think I think you have to hone in on your confidence level because it's so easy to not be able to feel comfortable in your pricing of course yeah and that's that's a huge one that I feel like I get a little bit of attention for on my TikTok videos yeah, especially I, w- I wanted to ask every- you about uh, <laughs> the $500 stitch right yes every everybody everybody has things to say about that whether it be supportive or not um I think that also comes with the territory of selling things as a business is you have to understand that people are going to critique your work. And it's unfortunate oh. because I don't, you know, we don't want to hear that our items are not worth their money. But in our deep down in our hearts, we have to understand that and respect ourselves enough to say that, you know, my price is my price because yeah. we know, only we know what we've put into that item. Of course. and But like, so you are saying some people said it's not worth it. Is it like literally a comment you received on TikTok saying like, I will never pay yeah. that price. It's not worth it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got, I've gotten a lot of that and just, it's, it, it knocks on the wall. It doesn't break the wall down, but for every thousand supportive comments, there's going to be one or two that are really negative. And I, everyone, everyone says, don't read your comments, but I'm a comment reader. I like to be interactive. I like to, I, I like to, I like to respond to people, but it's, it's hard. You know, we, we, we work so hard only to be told that we don't deserve it. And I, had a comment about stitch specifically last night and I was just I was so frustrated with it and I'm such I'm an emotional person I I respond with my emotions before I respond with my logic which is not always great (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's how you decide to to answer you know it's it's really up to you absolutely and so what can you tell me what was the message you got last night and how did you decide to handle it um, so at, at this point, it's always usually like, a, oh, it, that's not worth $500. Like, oh, I'd maybe spend 200 But then I'm sitting here thinking, like, I know I spent $200 in yarn to make that. Yeah. And I'm, Come on. You know, like, exactly. Like, the, the math, it, 
eight math in here. <laughs> okay. But so first you, yeah, two hundred dollars in yam. Then how so much time did you spend? So that's another hard question because I'm I'm a very like I'm saying chaotic maker. Uh-huh. I make things in parts and pieces, and then I then I go and put them together later. So I'm not a true like I'm gonna start and finish this. I made this in three hours kind of person. So I can only really give an estimate, but yes. my estimate is I spent about 20 hours on him. Yeah, that's, that's sounds Which fair. doesn't... Yeah. Just about, yeah, you know, I had him in parts and pieces for a really long time and finally got him put together. So just there's the no true... Parts. Just that. Exactly. But I, I think, like, crocheters can see that, right? Like, when, when they see yeah. your, your videos, they know. You'd be surprised. I feel like a lot of the people who have the critiques are the people who are also in the craft. Oh. And it's it's really surprising because they don't understand the I don't I don't want to say they don't understand because everybody has their own opinions and I don't want to put words in people's mouths by any means. But for me, using that kind of yarn hurts my hands a lot. So I'm taking a lot of breaks. I think it's a different skill set to work with a larger yarn, just as it is people seeing, you know, micro crochet. Like, that's a skill that I could never do because that would hurt my hands yes. so badly. Yes. And in order to get the worth of the skill and the labor put into it, that's something I factor. Yeah. Right? So that yarn hurt my hands a lot. Yes. Obviously, I don't want to make another one or I have a hard time making other ones. Just yes. And, you know, I that... that that counts for something it in, makes in my mind. That unique. counts. Exactly. I see. And you spent $200 in yarn already. Just yeah. yarn. So and I... I think the margin is pretty correct. Like if you take it to like a, you know, like a smaller piece with a smaller mm-hmm. amount of time and a smaller amount of yarn, I think the margin Absolutely. is good. It's normal. Yeah. It's just... It's... And I hear... <laughs> I hear the... Um, <laughs> there's there's always always something to say you of know course. that's that's just kind of the nature of the internet unfortunately there's always someone who's not going to agree but I think that just buys into the point where we're all allowed to find our ideal customer base mm-hmm. and we don't have to conform to make things to fit someone's budget no you know no it has to be from you Exactly. And so uh, what did you answer to this person? Or do you like copy and paste the same comment every time? <laughs> um, it, it really depends on my mood, unfortunately, which is probably not the best thing to say. <laughs> what what but, was the mood yesterday night? <laughs> I think I just, del- I think I responded. I gave them a little bit of time. And then I think I deleted the comment oh. because I was like, you know what? I've, yeah. it's, it's, it sits at the back of my brain and then it just makes me really upset. And I just, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like, I don't, I don't need that anymore. You know, like yeah. the people who hide behind the internet and the keyboard and it's, it's not healthy. It's really not. And it's not yeah. worth the time and the effort. And the answering sometimes hurts you more than if you just like move on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. I ask this question to all my guests, you know, because I know it's a big subject you know right now on tiktok on i mean on yeah. tiktok on instagram on youtube like online bullying so i'm always asking this question to see how it affects you how do you answer yeah. because it's a big thing for creators and i think we 
all yeah. face it at one point. So yeah, it's 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 hard because yeah. you work so hard to build up your confidence to put yourself out there. Yeah, only only to receive the negativity back, and it's the one to one thousand ratio. It seems like not that big of a deal, but it's always the one that yeah. keeps you thinking about it. And the one percent. It's always the one percent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but fortunately, but, we have like ninety nine percent of good things. <laughs> exactly, and I I wish that that I don't want to say mattered because that's not the good is always good, but yes. it hurts more when the, when the the hate comes and I think we just have to understand that these kinds of people aren't the kinds of people that are on our side and yeah they don't you know they don't need to be given as much gravity and as much weight yeah but it's a hard thing to tell yourself you know it's a hard thing to tell one thing to tell you that but it's another thing to like internalize it and feel it for yourself absolutely and it's very hard. People tell you, don't take it personal. But how do you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's you. That's your I'm face. That's it, your work. I'm, I'm taking it personally. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I understand. And my husband always, you know, he's like the, <laughs> he's a, how do you say, the peacemaker, I would say. And he always yeah. say like, <laughs> don't take it personal. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, you know. <laughs> How do you not take it personally? I know, but you know, like sometimes men, I will say like, I mean, at least my man doesn't care. He's like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know, like you're talented, you know it, move on, you know. I wish I was like that. My husband's, my husband's the same way. He's my, he's my biggest supporter, but <laughs> they just, they don't always get it. Us, yeah. we, we like to be a little bit more emotional and I think yeah. that comes with just the territory, you know, we're also being more vulnerable online and yeah, that's just kind of how it goes. But that one, that's what makes your content, your content too, you exactly. know, because my, my husband is an artist too, but he, he, like he doesn't have this emotional side of everything, you know? So yeah. me, I put all my hurt and, you know, and I think people can feel that. That's why they, they like you, same for you. Exactly. Men are more like, yeah, I don't want to make a video showing my content, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just show you what I made. I won't show you myself. <laughs> so we, are, we all have, you know, like, you know, emotional part. And, and I think, I don't know if you think that way too, but like some people just don't realize there is a person behind the screen, you know? So yeah. I think sometimes people I've... just comment and yeah. don't, not wanting to be mean, you know, just to give their opinion and they don't realize yeah. there, there is someone, you know? Yeah. It's a, I saw a video on TikTok about this the other week. It was called, she, she the, the creator had referenced it as, the what about me ism feeling where the the concept where like everyone feels like they need to be included even if it's something that really just doesn't pertain to them and the example they had given was bean soup it was like a high iron recipe for bean soup and then somebody would comment but like what if I don't like beans Mm, which just like that so move on yes because obviously it's not a recipe for you then yes it's it's just like that kind of concept where everybody feels like 
they need to be included in everything, which obviously our goal is to be inclusive as a person. But at the end of the day, like we all have preferences, we all have likes and dislikes. And I think they, Hmm. they take that away from the person behind the screen. And you should, you believe if you are like that in real life, so you go to a supermarket, you see a lady that wears something you don't like, you're not going to say it, you know, like you just exactly. keep it to yourself. And I think social media is literally like the contrary where, yeah, it's crazy because yeah. people are not like that in real life. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't even know what I would say if someone would say something like that but to me in real life happen. because I... Like in, I mean, in real life, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I mean, maybe it happened once in your life. <laughs> I mean, I hear you. a few. I hear a few little sassy comments here and there at a at a market or two, but oh, it's it's, it's no. nothing to the it's nothing to the extreme that it is online. No. That's for sure. What like people don't like your stuff or something? I think it happens more when I have other like there are other similar crochet vendors at the same event because I I feel like I price myself a little bit higher okay than some others in the area so some people will see something around a certain size and then they'll be like oh well they had it for eight dollars and I have it for 12 or something like that Mm -hmm. and there's there's a little bit of comparison that happens at markets that gets a little uncomfortable (laughs) because it's like and you are right next to Yeah, and you're like, I I don't know how to explain to you that I have a different way of pricing things. Of course, you know, yeah. it's and I'm sure it's not it's, exactly the same. I mean, we never make yeah. exactly the same thing. It's always a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my last question about Stitch. <laughs> have you sold it? No. He's sitting right next to me. <laughs> But you, I'm sure you're gonna sell it at one point. It's gonna go so viral. See, I'm I'm kind of getting I'm I'm over him a little bit. Like I'm ready for him to to get out of here because he's. I'll I'll show you if it doesn't. Oh no! Okay, well <laughs> he's way bigger than the image I need. Really? He's about. Oh my god. He. He's taller than my my toddler. My toddler's three feet tall. No, so you he's, you he's... will sell it. I'm sure. Do do <laughs> do you take it to market? I do. Okay. So actually, this is probably a good talking point to bring up. Um, large pieces at markets. Yeah. And my my I have a little mantra that I keep to that I I share. <laughs> I share I share it here and there, but I think it's important to understand that you're not going to find the right customer for every single item at every single show. Yes, true. And it's it's a it's a patience thing as much as it is a as you know, as anything else. Like you have to you have to wait wait for the right person to find the right item. Yeah. And I buy into that pretty heavy just because I'm I'm such a sporadic maker and everything I make is pretty unique. So you got to wait for the right person who really appreciates that larger yes, item yes. and wants to spend the money. Like the, the customers are there. They're just, you got to find the right person for the right thing. I, I believe so much that you will sell it because there's people that are so passionate about Disney or like so yeah. obsessed. I saw it uh, with my Mario, you know, Mario yeah. and Luigi. 
and yes. um, oh, and your Yoshi, yeah, and yeah, I people that. really <laughs> love them so much. They are willing to pay the price, mostly because it's yeah. unique, because it's handmade. So um, I'm pretty sure you're gonna sell it. And the I'm day sure you sell it, <laughs> please, please make a TikTok about it, okay? Of course, <laughs> I want to know the full I... story. So the last time I had sold, so this is actually my third really jumbo project that I'm selling, working on selling. Okay. And the last, the last one I made was the giant Pikachu. Okay. I don't know if you had, I don't know if you had seen that one, but he was four feet tall, 11 inches. Okay. Well, that, yes. Okay. So it was almost, it, it was almost as tall as me. I'm five, <laughs> five foot three inches. Okay. And I was, I made a crazy video of like hauling him around in my little, my son's wagon. And I took him to the post office and it was, oh. it was hilarious. Okay. Is so it on your it's TikTok? Always, yeah. Oh, okay. I have to check it out. You might have to dig for it. It's been a while. <laughs> but the Giants, everyone loves the Giants stuff, but it's, they're expensive. That's just kind of the bottom line. And, and what happened with the Pikachu? Um, that one was actually a custom order. See? So someone got it. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. So that was that was custom ordered before I had even made it. So that was awesome. It went to a fabulous human who has a Pikachu collection. Oh, see? So, yes. That, perfect that's why, then. That's why I think uh, your stitch will sell, you know. And the right person. Did you, <laughs> when the person contacted you for the custom order, did you like freak out did you like hesitate yes. before yep that's what i call a unicorn customer because <laughs> it's it's you're like are you sure are you, are you sure are you sure <laughs> are you sure you want to do this wait do we talk the same size you know <laughs> yeah oh wow but it was it was amazing that like hands down they're they're amazing they're always they follow me and they're always in my comments and just amazing amazing they're human so cool. uh, are they based in the u.s yes they were in california so pikachu made it cross-country uh, in like uh, what was the ship uh, shipping company how did you how did you do that um so for the big stuff, I kind of just wheel it into UPS and I'm like, mm, UPS, it's your problem now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it costs $200 to ship the giant Pikachu. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So it was a wow. good one. <laughs> you didn't offer free shipping, right? <laughs> well, and that's, that's another business thing. It's like, yes, you're spending a lot of money for like in my business so I almost feel obligated to but then it's like you're taking all of my profit if I offer to pay for shipping mostly at this point yes at this point yeah. you can no 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 companies will, will offer free shipping I believe for like this type of value you yeah. know and also the insurance because you have to take an insurance for for these kind of things yeah oh I would be terrified for that to be lost in transit yes and you have to do it again terrifying <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your insight on all your uh, giants creation. I think it's of amazing. Course. And you, so you told me you you have a, a kid. How do, how do you manage or try to manage your personal life and your, you know, like uh, professional life? Like, do you take time yeah. off? Do you work all the time? I, 
how do you how do you do do it? <laughs> I have to clear this. <laughs> That's okay. Um. Okay. So, work life balance. That's a hard one, and I've 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 had a lot of challenges with it, and I I can't say that I still don't have challenges. Um. But right now, as of lately, my son has been taking naps. Okay. So I get the bulk of my I get the bulk of my stuff done during his nap, and then after bedtime, which I'm sure any other crocheting mom yes, totally understand. Yeah. Totally understand. Everything happens after bedtime, but I gotta get my good my daylight content done when he's napping. Oh yeah, so you um, have to plan when you make yes. videos. Yes, I like I like my natural light. I think that's <laughs> like my number one tip if anybody wants to make content. Yes. Natural light is the best. Yes, against the window. Uh, but in terms of work life balance, I don't think there's a such thing as a work life balance when I, when you're a when you're a toddler mom, and I think. Like I was saying, any of my other crocheting moms will get it, but I crochet on the couch when we're hanging out and playing, if I can, but my content happens when he's asleep. Okay. Um, but it's it's hard because I feel like crochet consumes me sometimes, and I always, I always want to crochet. I also have ADHD, so I always have to do things with my hands, which okay. is why I'm sitting over here, like, talking with my okay. hands the whole time. <laughs> So I, I'm always crocheting, whether it be business purpose or for fun purpose. I just, I, I'm you always crocheting. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I need to do something with my hands. Otherwise I'm in a scroll, in a yes. doom scroll yeah. all over, all over my phone. And that's not healthy for anybody. Yeah. So if anything, I think it helps me be more present in family time when I'm just doing things with my hands and then my mind can be so so you, you know with to, everybody else you need to do stuff with your hand to be able to to focus like for example in a, in a conversation or something yeah oh okay yeah. i i'm i'm very like i've it's been it's been weird because i really only recently got my adhd diagnosis so i'm still kind of figuring myself out okay in my new in my newfound like understanding of myself okay but i i like to keep busy and I'm I'm a fidgety person, and crochet is basically my my fidget. Okay, well I'm I'm so. sorry about that. Is like is it like a handicap? Like does he mess up with no. your life? It's just it's more so just my mind. It's oh. my my mind is all is just very sporadic. I think that's part of my sporadic maker situation. I'm just very squirrel. Oh. I get very distracted unless I'm very honed in, but. I see. I'm, I have been medicated, so I I do feel like I'm a lot better off now. And okay, you feel more in setting. Peace. Yes, mm -hmm. I feel more in control of what's going on because a lot of the time, I get very overwhelmed with like decisions, which is really easy to do when we have a lot of yarn and a lot of patterns and a lot of options. I find myself kind of just like stuck with like, okay, I want to make this, but like, what color? Okay. But what do I want to make? Mm. What do I want to do next? Kind of thing. Okay. And it Which, gives you anxiety to have to choose? More like paralysis, oh, if anything. Okay. Like, I'll just, like, I'll sit there and I'll just, like, waste a lot of time because I can't figure out what's what's happening next. Which, it's been more helpful for me to get, like, on a schedule. Which is why it's nice that, like, my son gives me a small amount of time 
for nap time. And then I'm like, okay, I need to do these things. And then I'm able to get them done. Okay. So planning helps yeah. you. Yes. I like, I like structure. I'm very, I'm very structure focused. Okay. So well, I hope you will feel better in the future and that you will find yes. peace, you know? Yes. <laughs> we are, we're on a, we're on a good path and okay. it's just constant, constant learning about myself and growing and finding what works the best for me to of course. be the most functional and still doing stuff that you love and you enjoy exactly you know? and by the yes. way what how do you find um, inspiration because you told me you don't like doing you know what's trendy or whatever but so what yeah. is your inspiration then <sighs> that's a hard one is <laughs> a world maybe it could be it is yeah, yeah. i just you know i love I love color. I love color theory. I think that's why I got into doing hair in the first place. I was always really artistic. Mm -hmm. So I like playing with color. I like being very bright. So that, you know, obviously the color palettes of a lot of my items are a little more bright, yeah. which sparks that inspiration. Um, I like doing food themed things a lot. Okay. Yeah. Like I would last week I made some pancake stingrays. I just like I love I love that spin like the whole the fruit cow thing where people are doing like lemon cows and lime oh, yes. cows. I like taking so I like taking like they're so cute. I like taking that kind of inspiration and like bringing it to other animals and other creatures and stuff yeah. like that. I've seen this tr and, I mean this trend yeah on social media and I think it's so so cute. It's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> I love it and everything is like food. I think. The Wonder Crochet and uh, Croutons Crochet. Yes. They do a lot with food. And a lot they're of always mixture. So cute. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah. But when I am in like a creative rut, um, I haven't done it in a long time. I've been wanting to. I do what I call yarn while roulette. That, yeah. I, it was yeah. my question. <laughs> I wanted to ask you. I saw that on, on your TikTok and I was wondering yes. what it was. So I um I have I have my dice here. I have oh some fun okay. I, I take I take physical dice. I have to rework my list because I had a list of 20 different themes. Okay. So I'll roll a dice for a theme. And then um because my yarn wall is very cubicle, okay. I have them numbered. Like I have them numbered in my brain. Kind of okay. just like a up and over kind of situation. So I'll roll dice for like what cube I'm gonna I'm gonna use. Okay. So I'll roll like a six and a twelve. So I'll go up six and then over twelve. Okay. And then I'll have to pick from that cubby oh. and then find something for the theme. So you do that on so, live? Um I usually do it for just videos, okay. just for content purposes. So that's been I haven't done it in a while. I think I think it it took a back seat just because I did the October crochet challenge. Not October. It, it's October now. I what, know. what day is it? <laughs> is, I think it's a second already. It's a yes. Second. I can't believe it's October yeah. already. But for the for the September crochet challenge, okay. I had that took the forefront where I just kind of I came up with a list of prompts and then obviously I shared it with everybody and we all kind of crocheted themed oh, items so for every cool. different day. Yeah. That was Would fun. you say he helped you earlier? You say, you know, you get a little bit paralyzed when it comes to, mm -hmm. you know, making decisions. Do, yes. Does he help you? Like, did you find yes. this way to, to fight it? Yeah. 
So I did that just because I, um, I was really familiar with Inktober, which is more for the drawing community, drawing community. And I was like, I feel like we should do something like that for crocheters. And I, and I was like, you know, that might be a really good idea for market prep too. Cause obviously we're all looking for smaller, quick things to make, to take to markets. If any, you know, if we do vendor markets and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, we're going to try it out. And I did my first one in May. No. March? I think it was March, actually. I think I've, yes, I've done three this year. I did March, May, and September. But when I have a slower month, I tend, I go through the month. I draw it out on my my tablet. And I actually look at national holidays. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I have an app that goes through, like, every single day is different national holiday. And I go through there. And if any of that sparks inspiration, I'll pick that for the prompt. Otherwise, I kind of go for, like, the month theme. Like, everybody was getting into spooky season for September. Yeah. So there were a lot of spooky prompts. <laughs> Plot of so, ghosts and pumpkins. Yes, exactly. No pumpkins, but ghosts. Never again. <laughs> but I, d- I did that for September. It really helped me for market prep because, you know, okay, I don't know what to make today. Okay, well, today is pancake day or, you know, whatever yeah. day it was. International we just... pancake day. Yes, the pancake stingrays. They both sold at my market. I'm sure they did. I think, <laughs> but I will add a picture. You have to send me a picture of the stingray yes, because I really want I people to see. Because if you describe it, you're like, wait, how? Yeah. How is that yeah. possible? And when you see it, you say, yes, it's a pancake. <laughs> yes. So I, I love doing stuff like that. Like, I think I've just gotten to a point where I'm like, I just, I love community and I just... I love involving people in activities and challenges like that. I think that's amazing. So you, you know, you really grow your community, I think, by, by doing that. Yeah. By taking, uh, you know, initiatives and stuff. Exactly. So thank you. I'm so- going to do. Yes. I was going to say, I'm going to do one for November too. Oh, so okay. If anybody, if anybody's listening, there's another one coming. Well, your episode will be out uh, in October. So there will be the. Perfect time to get ready for the <laughs> November uh, <laughs> challenge. Yes. You have to send me the little. Uh, I don't know. Have you made the grid yet? Not yet. Okay. Soon. I'll I'll get it up soon, and then we can. I can, I can like share that. It with you. I, I can share it. I can share it. <laughs> Yay! So thank you so much for answering all these questions. One last question is: um, What's the best thing we can wish for? Cozy craft in general just continued growth and yeah. just yarn fun i still really don't even know what direction i'm going but we're, we're going up go we're just flow. gonna keep we're just gonna keep going and we're just gonna keep having fun so i think I love that. just happy happiness and fun and i think that's all i can wish for I think we can all see how IP you are, you know, like talking about crochet, making crochet. So I think, yes. you know, I think that's going to work. And, you know, if you keep being so, so into it, I, I just like it. <laughs> that's why I interviewed you, because I was, you are so passionate, you know, about crochet. Yeah. And I really wanted to talk to you. I love that. <laughs> I'm so glad you had me. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much, Leah. Thank of you course. so much for being the guest. 
is there is anything you. Uh, you want to to add maybe before we go I think that's all I got we talked a <laughs> lot already we did <laughs> lots of talking time for me to take a nap <laughs> well thank you so much for listening and we see you very very soon bye-bye sounds good bye bye You can leave a thumb up or five stars if you like this new episode of the Crochet Podcast. It really helps more than you think. And don't forget to subscribe to have access to all the episodes. Thank you for watching and I'll see you very, very soon. Bye bye.